Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The choices we make are often down to past experience and circumstances, including picking partners. However, for a bird called the ruff, the way it picks up ladies is determined genetically. Some ruffs are territorial and impress using dramatic neck feathers. Less common are the girlfriend stealers, who display on the edge of territories and attempt to lure females away. Finally, female mimics or cross-dressers approach mates in disguise. John Slate from the University of Sheffield explained to me how genetics played a part in the evolution of these complex behavioural strategies. It turns out that they're determined by what we call a supergene. A supergene is a series of genes, in our case about 100, which are all next to each other. Essentially what happens is genes are inherited from parents to offspring in blocks. So rather than inheriting just one gene or one block from parent to offspring, in the case of a supergene, you get a whole string of them together, which get inherited from parent to offspring. The reason why they enable complex behaviours to evolve is that Typically, a complex behaviour will involve many different genes. And if you have just a single gene, which is responsible for a behaviour or any character you're interested in, then it can't actually change it that much. But by having lots of genes that are co-inherited, i.e. passed from parent to offspring, all, all as one, then it's easier for more complex traits to evolve because more genes are involved and they can encode for a wider variety of proteins that are involved in a large set of different tasks. So the key to a supergene is that it's a large chunk that's all coming from one parent, so it doesn't get jumbled up with the genetic material from the exactly. other parent. And, and not only does it not get jumbled up from parents' offspring, but that happens over many millions of years without getting jumbled up. So what, what that means is that version of the supergene remains distinct from other versions of the supergene. For example, the female mimic differs not just in terms of morphology, but also in terms of behaviour, testes size. So one of the things they do is... When a real female is soliciting a copulation from a, a territorial male, the female mimic will often sneak in and get a really quick mating in before the territorial male has, has managed to do so, before he's realised that this, what he thinks is a female, another female is actually a, a male. He's beaten him to it. So supergenes allow the evolution of this complex behavioural personality of these individuals because they keep so many traits together and combine those. That's, that's exactly right. Are there any other examples of supergenes? There's a very nice example in something called the Argentinian fire ant. The Argentinian fire ants have basically two different forms. One form has a single queen and one form have multiple queens. It's a supergene that determines that. And not only that, but the form which has the multiple queens, if any queens appear near them that are the other version of the supergene, they recognise it and they kill it. But the multi-queen version, if you have two copies of the supergene, is lethal. So, so it's kind of balanced between the two. So that's why both forms can persist. Um, so that's another nice example. Supergenes seem to be contributing to very large differences seen within one species. Is it possible that these differences will eventually become so extensive that there's species separation? 
That's that's definitely possible because, as as, as I mentioned before, what happens is over time these supergenes, uh, because they can never exchange genetic material with one another, they accumulate more and more differences just due to random mutations. And eventually that could lead to the formation of versions, if, if you like, of the genes that are so different from one another that they lead to completely independent species which can no longer exchange genetic material. We showed how it is that different male morphs can evolve and how they can be maintained. And the idea of supergenes has been first hypothesized many, many years ago, but until recently there really weren't many examples.